Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. The Poor Night, a fantasy musical podcast suitable for all ages, brought to you by Fool and Scholar Productions. Follow Nathaniel the Poor Knight and the friends he meets along his journey as he's bitten by a wereman and must break the curse before the full moon. Listen to The Poor Knight wherever you get your podcasts or learn more at foolandscholar.com. Hello again, R.L. Stein Story Club members. I'm Ivy, your ghostly host and keeper of those strange and spooky tales from the hidden vault of R.L. Stein. Today is another chilling tale. This warty tale, Story Club members, might make you play it cool on Halloween with the tricks. It's one I call Face Like a Frog. Will you hurry up with that stuff? It's almost midnight. Halloween's gonna be over before your snail-dragging rear gets into gear, Candace said. Candace Waters and Janie Martin stocked up the street wearing dark clothes and frog masks. Janie carried a sports bag. Sorry, it's my little brother's birthday today, and my mom always insists on doing a party the day of. Not the day before or the day after, or my brother gets kinda sad. It's kinda cute and pathetic, explained Janie. Well, your mom is lame, and so is your little brother, and so are you. Now hurry up. Should we really be doing this? I mean, we could get in trouble, maybe go to jail. What's the big deal? We're gonna redecorate Almira Crabtree's creepy old house with a few eggs and some toilet paper. Everybody does it on Halloween. No, they don't. I don't. Didn't I say you were lame before? Candace, or Candy to her friends, was the cutest girl in Grimm's Grove Elementary School, but also the meanest for some reason. Her only true friend who stuck with her through thick and thin was Janie Martin, or as Candy cruelly called her, Plain Jane. Janie didn't have many friends, or much of a personality for that matter, so she put up with Candy's viciousness, believing it was friendship. Candy would have chosen cuter masks than frog faces, but that's all they had at the dollar store on the last night of October. Better than nothing. The first week of fifth grade, Almira Crabtree was Candy's new homeroom teacher. She always seemed to pick on her, calling on Candy during class and asking her to solve math problems on the board. Candy hated math. When Candy asked Miss Crabtree one day why she always seemed to be picking on her, the teacher said, Because I know you can do better. I see the potential in you and it's my job to bring it out. Yeah, Candy thought. You want to see potential? I'll show you potential. Just last Saturday, she'd seen Miss Crabtree sitting on her porch drinking tea, not looking at her phone or anything, just sitting and sipping, like a complete psycho. They arrived at the sprawling dark Victorian house surrounded by a white picket fence that said Crabtree on the mailbox. Two jack-o'-lanterns were slowly burning out, their candles dying. Candy and Janie hid in the shrubs and waited for the porch light to snap off, which meant the targeted resident was calling it a night. The blazing light extinguished. Time to go to work. Candy unzipped the canvas sports bag that was filled with two dozen eggs, several rolls of toilet paper, and some sidewalk chalk. Janie picked up one of the rolls of paper. She threw it into the yard. Nothing happened. Um, how does this even work? No, ding-dong, you have to unspool it like this. Candy demonstrated, then tossed it. The toilet paper roll flew through the air, a long white tail unspooling behind it. It landed in an elm tray and fell to the ground. 
After several more rolls in the trees and on the house, the place looked like some kind of chaotic party had taken place. Candy pulled out the sidewalk chalk, and on the walkway leading up to the house, she wrote, Almira Crabtree is an ugly witch. Now for the eggs. Hand me some, plain Jane. Could you please not call me that? Janie pleaded for the millionth time. It's kinda mean. Shut up and throw, retorted Candy. Splat, splat, splat. They heaved the eggs like mini hand grenades against the house and windows, which exploded in white and yellow slime, dripping down the boards and panes. The porch lights snapped back on. Okay, time to jet. Grab the bag, plain Jane. Almira Crabtree wandered out onto the porch. She was a small woman with flowing hair the color of a burning Halloween pumpkin. She wore a dark robe. What have you done to my house? She called out into the night. I'm getting out of here, Janie whispered. She dropped her bag and ran as fast as she could out of the yard and down the dark street, which was now totally quiet and absent of trick-or-treaters. Miss Crabtree's eyes had adjusted to the night and it was too late for Candy, who was still standing in the yard. But of course, Candy thought, it's not like she can prove it's me under the frog mask. All tricks and no treats for you, witch. Candy threw the last egg right at Miss Crabtree. Splat. It landed right on her teacher's robe. Happy Halloween, creepy lady. Candy, I know that's you under that mask. I recognize you from your shoes. Whoops. Candy was wearing her favorite orange high-top sneakers, the one she wore to school almost every day. And if you like doing ugly things to people, maybe you should learn a lesson. Miss Crabtree waved her hands and said some words which sounded like they were in a different language, maybe Latin. Candy ran off, a little shaken. Her teacher had recognized her. What would tomorrow be like when she went to school? She definitely wouldn't wear those shoes. Maybe she'd pretend like nothing happened and would deny everything. Yeah, that's the ticket. But Candy had worse things to worry about in the morning, for when she woke up, she had the face of a frog. She screamed in the bathroom mirror. Being groggy from not sleeping much the night before, she thought at first that she'd forgotten to take off her cheap mask. But this was no mask. Candy had the face of a slimy green tree frog with two eyes the color of coal. Her mom came into the room. Would you take off that frog mask? You're gonna be late for school. Candy started to cry. It's not a mask, mom. I, I wish it was. It won't come off. It's my face now. Candy's mother rolled her eyes. Enough tricks. Halloween is over. She walked over to her and tried to pull off the mask. When she couldn't, she screamed too. An hour later, they were in the doctor's office. Candy had to walk into the waiting room with a bag over her head. The doctor could not explain why she had the face of a frog. In fact, it was medically impossible. He took her blood and said he'd run a few tests. That was all he could do. Candy wanted to say that it was a witch's hex, not anything medical, but she knew her mom and the doctor wouldn't believe her. And then she'd have to explain what she was doing on Halloween night, too. Candy spent the next three days at home. The tests all came back negative. The doctor suggested Candy see another doctor to run different tests. Candy explained this to Janie on the phone. I know it was that witch Almira Crabtree. Then maybe we should go apologize to her and clean up her lawn and house. No, I'm not doing that. A tapping at the glass of Candy's bedroom window made her hang up. A large stately black raven stood outside her window. He grasped something in his long, dark beak. Candy opened the window. The dark bird hopped onto the sill, dropped the piece of paper in her hand, and croaked at her before flying off. The note only said three words. Come see me. Candy knew what that meant. Miss Crabtree had given her a note like that in class once. She went into the backyard after dinner, telling her mom she was bored in the house and wanting to spend some time outside. When the coast was clear, Candy slipped out of the yard and across several of the neighbor's yards to Miss Crabtree's house. The woman waited on the back porch. 
A raven perched on her chair. I see you received Seymour's message. What you did, Candy, was very ugly. You might be the prettiest girl in school, but you have an ugly heart. So, I just gave you the face to match. Do you want this spell undone? Candy nodded her amphibian head. I will undo the spell, but only after you clean up my yard and house. Then, I'll keep a close eye on you at school. No more cruelty from you toward anyone, or you'll pay the price again. And remember, my frog-faced friend, beauty is only skin deep. Candy wanted this chance to fix her face. She also wanted the grasshopper that jumped up onto the porch step. Why? Gross. She couldn't help herself. She flicked her long, sticky red tongue like a whip, snapped up the insect, and ate it. Yeah, I didn't really need that last part of the story. Yucko. That's enough to put off your popcorn. But maybe Candy learned a lesson about being mean to people, especially ones who were trying to help you to be better. Either that, or Candy could join the swim team next summer. I bet she'd be a world champion as a frog. There's always a silver lining to misfortune, right? <laughs> but do you know what would be too unfortunate for words? Missing Story Club Spooktacular Celebration this month. We're giving our listeners the chance to win a surprise Halloween treat valued at more than $100. Every listener who shops at GoKidGo.com in October is eligible for the Halloween draw. So pick up one of the awesome t-shirts or hoodies that I made for you at GoKidGo.com and grab your chance to win big. After all, I'm about treats, not just tricks, on Halloween. And of course, come back tomorrow for another episode, because every R.L. Stein Story Club member needs a little scare every day. Ivy out! Go, kid, go. Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you, and the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts.